Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I just think that everyone kind of has a chip on their shoulder about something and they want to channel that into something productive in a way that can help people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what people love about Batman. That's what I love about him. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the shit with the They Do Not Tell You About Come Podcast. On. My name is Steve Green. Come on. What? Say our actual podcast I did. name. This is not our podcast name. This show is the Someone's show gonna... where we tell you all the shit that, that, they, that you <laughs> wish that you knew already. Someone's but... going to start a podcast called That the Shit That They, that they, don't, that they don't Tell You, and then you're going to plug them every time. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to plug the chief competitor. Yeah, exactly. You know I don't want to do that. So say our actual podcast name. Well, I just did. And so welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Today, we are talking about my favorite subject. Nikki got to talk about Eminem. You guys all remember that classic you episode. You didn't even ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing today, Nikki? You know, I'm, I'm good. I got life insurance today. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird thing. Getting life insurance is weird out there, folks. It's Don't get weird. life insurance. It it's feels really too weird. weird. It just feels like the only time I hear life insurance getting brought up is like where they're investigating and like like a spouse killed their spouse because they yes. wanted to collect on the life insurance. Like it felt weird asking you to get life insurance. Like, hey, you want to sign this? By the way, <laughs> speaking of that, so the guy told me on the phone, he's like, so just so you know, he's like, after we hang up the phone right now, he's like, your, your policy is active because like $34 or whatever that we pay initially uh-huh. means that the plan goes into like activation mode yeah. so if i was to die like even like like an hour later or something yeah like you, you get paid out oh hell yeah so he said that and i was like what the fuck oh yeah like work i i am covered in the event that you were if you were anything were to happen well, to, ditto you. to you pal so True. It's, it's how do you a, know I signed? Where's the standoff? How do you know here. I signed? I saw you sign. I stood over your shoulder as you, you did didn't it. See as you e-signed it. E-signing is the biggest weird thing now. It's weird. Isn't that weird? But it just sucks, you know. You're paying for something that you don't get to enjoy together. Like we're not putting it into a pile for a vacation, a sick ass vacation. No. You know. Like in the event of something horrific that I don't want to ever have happen, yeah, you get paid for it. Either I die and you get money, hooray for you, or I get money, but I don't have you in my life anymore. Devastating. 
no thanks all around. Where is the where? Why? It's, it sucks. It lay sucks. sucks. So let's talk about Batman. what would you do? Let's talk about what you would do with the money. I would probably pay three hundred grand. I think. Yeah, it's not even enough to cover our mortgage. It's like, um, yeah, I know. So really, it's just a padding there. That's like, okay, I probably won't be able to gather my emotions enough to work. Yeah. For however many months, I don't know. I'm a pretty emotional person. Like I freaking lose. I lost my headphones this morning and pretty much had a tantrum. (laughs) Yeah. So losing my husband, you need to multiply that times at least 10, you know, you at least. Storm- oh, at least 10. <laughs> at Thank least you 10. very much. You stormed through the house today, rumbling down the hallways. Yeah. Like a fucking bear. I was I was upset. You know what it is, folks? <laughs> she wanted to be able to meditate, and she was not able to meditate, and so she becomes a rage monster I instead. spent 20 minutes trying to find my headphones so I could meditate because I knew I was stressed out. Yeah. And then it just further stressed me out. And then I was, like, ultra stressed out, and by that point, once I reach a certain peak madness, I just get sad. <laughs> well, I encountered you at peak madness yeah. before sadness set in. And actually, I have to say to to your great credit, okay. you became kind of a fun sad. I always do. Well, not always. Oh, Sometimes okay. you're a don't even talk to me, don't even breathe sad. That's still I'm mad. Well, right. Oh, true. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm always a fun sad because I think crying's a little silly. Like, I... I'm always like, what are you crying about? Yeah. <laughs> and also that I can't control it. Like, I can't control my act- physical tears. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't even feel those emotions anymore, but the physical tears won't stop going. That's true. So I have to be like, this is silly. Well, I got you to laugh a little bit. And then I was like, oh, okay, I can survive this car ride <laughs> over to shit they don't tell you. How'd you make me laugh? Uh, we were walking and we were talking about how we fucked last night or something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, that is funny. It's pretty silly. It was funny. Yeah, you it's laughed. pretty silly. That you, and, uh, that and I thought about it, and I was like, that's too bad that she laughed at that. But, <laughs> oh, well, at least I got a laugh out of no, it. No, no. I was just, no, I was picturing you naked. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, it that makes funny. sense. It's funny. It is pretty, funny. pretty I've funny. funny. I've seen it. Um, so, today, speaking of To be uh, being nudity, naked? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Batman nude? No, Batman's not nude. Oh, well, I don't get it. Well, Batman, the Batman, yeah, and his tr- true naked form, yeah, is not Bruce Wayne. What? What do you think of that shit? What the fuck? He is fucking Batman, dude. No. Yeah. We're what gonna, are you talking about? So, okay, today we're talking about Batman, everybody. It's my favorite fucking topic. Yeah, this happened Other because than cryptocurrency, as everyone knows. we were shooting an episode of JK News, and it was supposed to be about Batman, but no one in the room really knew shit all about Batman except for Steve. And so Steve wanted to talk about Batman, but we all just changed Everyone the subject. didn't want to talk about Batman. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I just want to talk about fucking Batman. <laughs> like, God damn it So sometimes. we're giving him his Batman episode, people. Don't fight this. It's happening. How can you change the subject from Batman even? Because people don't, we don't know enough about it. So it's like. But how about asking questions about it? Because it's a huge thing that everyone fucking is interested in. Because I feel like I kind of get it. Like I get the concept. I'm like, okay, he's a guy. He's hella rich. He wants to. He he's mad at all the crime happening in the town, mm. and so he um, has a superhero costume that he put gadgets on, and he hurts. He finds bad guys. Partially and, true. Yeah. Okay, but let me take you through. He Batman. has a really cool car. So I have been a f- fan of Batman. Listen, I'd sleep with him if I wasn't married. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> Just well put. Out of all the superheroes, I probably am the most attracted to Batman. Why? Um, well, he's like kind of gritty, you know, he's like, he's like, "Mm," you know, like kind of rugged. And he also, he has a chip on his shoulder for whatever reason. I don't know why. 
and he's like so filthy fucking rich but tony tony stark is rich but he's kind of goofy and yeah and he's kind of like too cocky like he's too yeah. braggy about it yeah. and i need i need like tony stark doesn't have enough of a chip on his shoulder he just like had he enough. actually does but well okay. i've never seen it tony stark is a fucking copy of bruce wayne bro i don't see like, it yeah like during the the marvel dc wars which you know are still happening obviously but when all this stuff was first coming out mm -hmm. th they would dc like had a whole bunch of characters like obviously superman batman wonder woman aquamans yeah marvel kind of copied uh, the, like the main ones right like the like batman was iron man was the copy yeah aquaman this guy named submariner <laughs> yeah yeah right never yeah. heard of that guy uh, yeah 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 nobody <laughs> his name's namor the submariner he sounds like a fisherman he he does doesn't he it's not a good name like, <laughs> i am submariner i'm submariner i can fucking what do you want on your sub you want mayo you want spicy meatballs? Like that's what no, it sounds like. No, that guy's too silly. Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, right. He looks silly too. He's just wearing green underwear. Oh. And he's underwater. And he's got like elf shoes sometimes. So we do the bare minimum of trying to copy Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, Aquaman's f first costume is lazy as fuck too. He had a he had a orange shirt and green pants. Okay. He looks like half Robin Hood or some shit. Yeah, it's that's pretty not, weird. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. If you go back to the Super Friends days. Yeah. Of like the um I think it was like a nineteen sixties cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um you're 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 talking Batman, Superman, Aquaman's, all these guys teamed up together, the Wonder Twins, one of the lamest duos ever. Is that uh was that what SNL made fun of? Yes. Okay, gotcha. That was the um ambiguous gay duo. Yeah. The Wonder Twins was yeah. Like even the animations are so close to that. But mm. um so if you go back to the that like I said, the Super Friends, that's like the first um encountered that i had with all of them together like batman superman wonder woman all that shit and i remember being like this is so lame as a kid mm. but i remember getting to watch a couple years later the adam west 1960s batman Love show. Adam West batman let me tell you something that show is comedically hilarious mm -hmm. like it is perfectly written perfectly performed acted they even got all the TV stars at the time to do cameos where Batman and Robin would be like climbing up the building, which is them just walking, right? And they just turn the camera on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. And then um, they open the, like somebody to open the window and they like, who's that out there? And they open the window and it's like, and it's like Bob Hope. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, Batman, what are you doing out here? And he's like, hey, Bob. <laughs> yeah, no, just, you know, Penguin's up there. It's like, it's like I'm not even kidding. That's, That's great. Kind of I watched it when I was a kid, so I didn't get all the jokes. I didn't you either. Know? I didn't yeah. either. I had to rewatch it okay. to, to see all that That's stuff. And obviously watching clips on YouTube helps too. But um, so that show is, I would say, one of the first um, iterations of Batman that I encountered that was not the Michael Keaton Batman, which is my first ever actual batman experience that's where you fell in love absolutely i mm -hmm. was four years old yeah it was 1989 i was taken to the theater i still remember to this day being in the theater at four years old watching that movie and then i remember afterward my dad took me to a costume shop in the mall that we were at and he bought me like this little batman cape because i thought batman was so sick after this yeah. shit. and if you look if you look back at that movie the jack nicholson joker like they had um harvey dent was um uh, played by Billy D. Williams from Star Wars. He was he's uh, Lando Calrissian's. Mm -hmm. It was a boring fucking movie. Like th they had political talk about the mayor <laughs> and like wanting to do a hundred year 
a Gotham City celebration, how they're going to cancel the parade and shit. It was like fucking boring shit. Probably that that, that might have been what stimulated adults at that time. I have no idea. Maybe. I don't even think it stimulated people. I think that everyone was just waiting for more Batman stuff. I see. Because even rewatching that as a kid, I would just fast forward through all that shit and just find all the Batman scenes. Yeah, I think I got, yeah, I would get bored by. Oh my God, when you hear dramas. this guy talking about Grissom and, oh yeah, we're going to have parades on the mall, you'll see. And, all, and everyone's just like, this is so boring. And even just Jack Nicholson in that role before he's Joker, he's just like this, this, like, Wise guy. It was probably a lot Gangster. of exposition. It's too much. Too the much. The writers put in. Too much. I love the film now because it had nostalgic qualities in yeah. it. And honestly, there's some really good shit in there too. Like Jack Nicholson's Joker was very dark. And like that was the first iteration of Batman that was like uh, gritty and kind of serious. Yeah. Where uh, at the time, all pop culture had was this Batman that was Adam West. Right. And so, yes, there's comic books. Like Frank Miller brought yeah. The Dark Knight Returns, which is a brilliant book, graphic novel, where it's about Batman coming back. And they almost treat it like he's addicted to being Batman, which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he stopped being Batman for like 10 years. And then he he's basically haunted by this shadow that he created. Yeah. And that's not leaving him alone, which See, is super so interesting. Those are the kind of guys I fall for. That's why I'm like. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, you're like, you got this tough guy thing, but like, you got some issues, man. See? <laughs> you got some issues. So that's that's Bruce Wayne at his core, right, is there's so many iterations, but my favorite version of him is that guy who he he basically, and there's this cool thing too, uh, and this is my extra nerd dumb coming out, but there's this really cool thing where I think they did this in a couple comic books, but they also did it in this show called Batman the Animated Series, which I was super into as a kid because it was like a real, yeah, like gritty for the time, and especially yeah, for the I used age to group. watch that. Oh, it was gritty, man. They they did some shit in that show, like the Joker would be murdering people, and like yeah. he'd kill people with laughing gas and shit, and like they were depicted like dead and that's like, true. Now that looking back. I well, so my babysitter used to fall asleep, and she'd just leave the TV running, and she got all kinds of cartoons that we didn't get at home because my parents didn't want to pay for like the full cable package back then. Like you couldn't really watch cartoons if you didn't have the full pay cable package, Damn. and so yeah, and so um, like my babysitter would have it. She had everything. She was this older Greek lady, and she had everything. And I was so excited to watch all the programs on bat programs. Animated Batman was one of them. Yeah. And she saw how excited I was and how I didn't get to watch those at home. So she would um, videotape, like she'd take a VHS tape and she would record all the day's worth of programs and she would give me the tape and I got to like watch cartoons at home. That's cute. Isn't that cute? My grandpa did that for me actually. He he recorded Batman for me. Yeah. And he even put in pen put the Batman symbol on the Aww. tape. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's cute. So yeah, he and he gave that to me because my parents were like, he's obsessed with fucking That's Batman. That's so sweet. I was obsessed with two things as a kid. Batman and Ghostbusters. Aw. Nonstop. Um so there's this there's this episode. I, I don't remember uh, I think it's later in the series, but I remember there was this great episode where uh they're talking to Bruce Wayne about about being Batman because he's talking to somebody who knows he's Batman. And they're basically like, well, you know, when you when you're talking to yourself, like, what do you call yourself? And he and he basically is like, I, I call myself Batman. Like, he doesn't see himself as. Wait, was it a therapist? No, it was this guy named Terry McGinnis who became uh, Batman in the future. Oh. In the show called Batman Beyond that came out way later. 
but it was done by the same team that did Batman wait, wait, Animated wait, Series. Wait, so wait, hold on. Yeah. Maybe I'm dumb. Okay, you so, are dumb, though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I kind of like spaced out. I was thinking about how many issues Batman has, but... <laughs> okay, it's really turning you on all the issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm like, dang, he's got those dark secrets and I stuff. I couldn't beat up Batman. This sucks. <laughs> anyway, so I know, it's true. So, um, Terry, what's his face? McGinnis. Okay, so he is Batman in the future? In the future, yeah. And he comes back to visit Bruce Wayne? No, he meets Bruce Wayne, but I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, young lady. Oh, he becomes a different Batman. He becomes a different Batman, but oh. he is he is tutored by the OG Batman, Bruce Wayne. So he found a- He stumbled on the cave. He's not a time, it's not a time machine thing. It's just like he's a young, new Batman, yeah. and then he's- it's like 20, 2015 like or some Batman shit. Batman Apprentice. He's Batman Beyond. He's yeah. He's an apprentice. Okay. Yeah. He learns all the shit, and then he goes and starts his own Batman. No, he he uses all the old shit, but he uses new tech that Bruce Wayne invented. Sounds like what happens in the tech industry. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so, except he doesn't have to compete with China. Yeah. So if Bruce Wayne had to do that. He'd be pissed. But well, new new Batman sounds like he is China. He is. He is China. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But 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 I gotta say, he does it right. That shit works. Like okay, his rocket boots work. Fucking that's tight. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Is Bruce Wayne sad about it? Bruce Wayne's always sad. True. Yeah, he's just <laughs> sad all the time in general. That's true. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he has a dog. And I bet uh, I could fix him. Shut the fuck. I up. bet I could make him happy. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne would fucking crack under your pressure, dude. He's already got to, <laughs> had to deal with Joker and all these fuckers. You'd have to save me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this angle. Okay, so so. Bruce Wayne sees himself as the Batman, okay? And to go back to 1989 Batman, yeah. that is that is the cinematic version that I was treated to. But as a kid, I didn't know that Batman had this code that he's not supposed to kill people and all this shit because he's wasting fools in that movie. Oh. Batman is fucking rocket launching shit. He, he killed people? Fuck yeah, he killed people. Batman kills people? Oh, his body Wait, count is I crazy. Do, I do in remember movie. in uh, one of the more recent Batmans where he kills people and it was controversial. Yeah, because they fucking did it again. Like that was the yeah. Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, Batman yeah. Batman v Superman. He, like mowed Dawn them. of a courtroom trial or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> that was one of the worst movies I think. Uh, um, but really, it was. But again, I'm a huge fan of Batman. I fell asleep during that movie. It was rough, dude. But again, as a huge fan of Batman, just seeing the Batman scenes and shit, because mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've gone down the rabbit hole and read all the comic books and shit. Like I'm a huge fan of the Batman graphic novels. Like you know, I have like oh, three feet I know. of that shit. Yeah. Uh, so when you see it though, in when you get to see it like on film, it's how you it's 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 how you imagine it. It's pretty cool. That's cool. even even the shittiest Batman movies like Batman Robin and all this stuff. Yeah, it's just still cool. It's the equivalent of like the Game of Thrones nerds, like when they read all the books and then they you get to see it or Harry Potter or whatever. I remember yeah. having that feeling see? with Harry Potter, but it's never quite as good as how you picture it in your head. No, not not exactly. But yeah. I gotta say that um, watching. That warehouse uh, fight scene yeah. in Batman v Superman was one of the sickest Batman things I've seen. That the was one the one good thing about like, that movie for me. Martha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is just this is just after that happened oh. when he's like, "I'm gonna help you out, Superman." Like we bros now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's 1989 Batman. Then there's 1992 Batman because three years happened, and then they did Batman Returns, which I think is better than Batman the the 1989 version where they killed the Joker, which sucks because that's one of the best characters for Batman. Mm-hmm. Is Batman versus Joker, and there's this sort of inevitability where they're always going to be battling one another, and they're never 
there's never peace there's always conflict between those two and like the joker sort of completes batman's sentences and shit in a way yeah it's like like what batman could have been well uh yeah but basically the idea there's this guy named alan moore who is a fucking genius and he wrote this novel that i think i had you read a couple years ago called the killing joke did i ever have you read that no i want you to okay um but it's called the killing joke and basically it's about how joker and batman are going to be doing this forever because they're like like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object like christopher nolan did in the dark knight like they're always going to be doing this because um batman will never kill joker and joker will never kill batman because he loves the war like he Mm -hmm. he finds it all so entertaining i see and he also takes he also just would love to get batman to fucking laugh and like because because his whole thing is and this is what makes batman so cool too is I think his villains are just as interesting as the main character. Yeah. Like his rogues gallery, they call it. You got Joker, who is basically saying, like, he's a guy who went insane. His origin story is kind of all over the place because many people have done it different ways, but he's a guy, basically a normal guy, who one day went insane after his wife gets killed. And, like, I think they were like, they, there's some versions where he was going to have a baby or they had a baby. Oh, well, but, it's not the most recent Joker movie. There no, was no wife not. or baby. No, it's no. not. There's like I said, there's many iterations. Okay, of this. got but, it. But in the Killing Joke, that's so confusing. It is. But in the Killing Joke, I don't even know if he had a kid in that one even. But he was this. He was this guy who had a. I think he had a wife, and then he a bunch of gangsters basically made him do these crimes as this character called the Red Hood, and he was he was pushed too hard, and the idea is that he became insane because he was just a guy who had a bad day. And so he just decided that, like, to fuck all the order in the world that was keeping him stressed and, like, like anxiety So ridden. that part stayed. Yeah, that's pretty consistent yeah. with the character, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I love uh, how that how the Killing Joke depicts that version of Joker. I think that that's the perfect Joker. Mm. And... But I, but I, but there's always a through line, right? Like, that's how it made Batman still relevant now. Like, we're... Dude, I just went to Google Trends today. You can search Iron Man, you can search Avengers, you can search Spider-Man, but against Batman, it's not even close. Mm. Like the search terms are so much higher for Batman because I think that he just connects with more people. I I know he connected more with me as a kid. Like yeah. I loved Superman and Spider- Spider-Man like a little bit, but Batman always just felt like it was possible. And maybe that's because we all live in a capitalist system where we all feel like one day we'll be millionaires and all this shit. Yeah. And so you're like, well, if I was there, I could probably be Batman too. And, but you're still not happy. Well, no shit. Yeah. And neither is Batman, dude. Exactly. But he's almost the modern day Robin Hood where he's a guy, he's a rich guy who's giving back in, yeah. in a way that is to actually make a difference. Yeah. Which I think is super cool too. Um, but then, so then... 1992 happens. Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Is that the Clooney one? That's, the, that's not the Clooney one. That's oh. Keaton Still with okay. Christopher Walken as this, like, he's trying to do a power plant. I have no fucking clue why they did that. <laughs> he's like, a power plant is my legacy. He's like, I need this power plant. And, like, basically the idea was that it wasn't a power plant. It was actually going to suck all the power up or something. They dropped the fucking storyline halfway through the movie. <laughs> they completely just dropped it. They're okay. like, fuck this power line shit. I don't know. It was just an opportunity to get Bruce Wayne close to Catwoman, I guess, because she was out of costume and he was out of costume. And so Michelle Pfeiffer and Keaton were able to have more scenes that way. I have no clue. I see. But 
there it, there was a controversy at the time because Danny DeVito played a very scary penguin, penguin. for a kids ish movie. Oh which yeah, really they weren't when he ate but, the fish. He bit the guy's nose. Yeah, that scene. Yeah. So uh, McDonald's at the same that year. It was really scary. McDonald's had a toy line coming out with Batman Returns. It was all these Batman Returns toys that come with your Happy Meal and shit. And so moms were fucking freaking out because they're taking their kids and they're getting these toys and they're taking their kids and they're seeing how fucked up this movie is. And like at the end, Penguin dies and like black blood is coming out of his mm, fucking mm-hmm. nose underwater. And I remember shit. that. It was dark shit. But I think that that's why as a kid I fucking loved it because kids are darker than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Like moms and dads always go like, oh, they shouldn't be watching this shit. But kids are like, oh, you made it cooler. <laughs> you just made it 10 times cooler. So Batman Returns, I think, is my favorite of the of of that era. Yeah, Batman movies, because then Batman Forever came out. I think that that movie pretty much sucks. As a kid, mm-hmm. I thought it was the coolest Batman movie I ever saw. Batman had nipples for some reason. Jim Carrey was Riddler. Jim Carrey was Riddler, and I, you know, he was just basically Jim Carrey. Yeah, a like costume. we were addicted to Jim Carrey at that time. You you can't really explain it unless you lived during that time. But we were all addicted to Jim Carrey. Like hundred percent. Everybody I knew was he like, couldn't miss. No, like we he did the mask, and then he did um, he, he would did do Ace. Ace Ventura, and then the mask, and then liar, had liar. Um, liar. Well, Batman. Was before oh, yeah, Liar. Batman was, yeah, yeah right. and so when he was playing Riddler, it was like it was just another Jim Carrey movie we got to yeah, see. Yeah, and he did Dumb and Dumber, I think, in that zone. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was just all like Fuck one after day. another, after another, after another, and everybody just wanted. We could not get enough of Jim Carrey. But I gotta say, because as much as um, Jim Carrey, I think went nuts. Yeah. Because, because, dude, did you watch that Man on the Moon documentary? I didn't watch it. No. <sighs> I used to worship Jim Carrey until I saw this shit. Really? Yeah. Uh Guy's a fucking nutter, bro. I just don't like it when they become full of themselves. Yeah. And he basically, he he thought he was such a sick actor and that he was channeling Kaufman so hard that he sat in a room with his daughter. Yeah. And like talked about it. Like he gave her a chance to say goodbye to her father. And I'm like, bro. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. When you think you're hot shit, can you imagine? Ooh. I would. you're that hot shit. Oh my God. If someone did that, imagine if it was your own dad and like. You already dealt with like the pain of losing your dad, and then imagine, some guy thinks that they can play your dad so well that like you could say goodbye to your dad. Ugh. So that's when I say goodbye to Jim yeah. Carrey because I was a huge fan. Even watching this documentary, there's one reason I watched it because I loved Jim Carrey as a kid. But watching this, I was like, man, he's kind of uh, yeah. kind of really into his his own. He I still, used to have dreams about, about kissing him when I was a kid because like that's like the most you get when you're a kid. You're like, I need a dream. I kissed him, dude. I, I would have dreams that I kissed the Pink Power Ranger. Oh yeah, she was hot. She was hot as yeah. fuck all. But um I think the moment for me that I was like something's off was when he did that video to Emma Stone. That too, man. I that, was like, oh man, that was weird. And she's so much younger than him. I was like And yes. the video, I know people want to say it was a joke cuz I want to think it was a joke, but I'm like, man, mm, his performance yeah. his best performance then. Really good then. <laughs> right. Really good. Uh, yeah, so so that movie came out. I remember loving it. Yeah. That was like 95, 96. Yeah. I think. Loved it. Tommy Lee Jones, it's very interesting. So Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey before they even filmed this movie. Mm-hmm. And Jim Carrey talked about how Tommy Lee Jones and him, when they met in a restaurant, and Tommy Lee Jones was like, I don't like you, basically. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand your chicanery or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think that what it was was Jim Carrey was the hottest – name in the world at the point well yeah and he wasn't a good 
actor. Sure. You know, that's why all the us kids liked him. Yeah. Because he was a great entertainer and he was just over the top physical comedy wise. Yeah. But it's probably why like YouTubers are so big now, you know, like because their main demographic is eight to 13 year olds. And then later the, those kids are like, why did I think this was funny? Yeah, what was this? Yeah. I remember Liar Liar in the outtakes. He was doing the scene and he, um, like the actor over next actor. to him. Yeah, the overactor oh, part. Oh, it was so good. And after she said that. She's like overactor and he's like, yeah, he starts laughing. Yeah, and then I he broke character, yeah. And then I wanted to um, I wanted to be an actor. You know, at that time I had already been on my, like, I'm going to be an actress, right? And uh, I asked my mom, I was like, what's an overactor? And then she explained it to me and then I couldn't see him the same way after that. That's interesting. I didn't, didn't break the spell for me. Uh, oh. Until years later, I did. But yeah, yeah. Um, Subconsciously, like every time I saw a movie, I'm like, he is overacting. Yeah, it's so interesting. But I still think that when you watch, like, say, I think Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. perfect. Still, like, you can't say they're overacting, right? Because that. that character, exactly. It's just that tone of that movie. It fits. It fits. Yeah. And Jeff Daniels balances him him out so perfectly. Yeah. They just really do seem like fucking morons. Yeah. Which is the key. Uh yeah, so uh, Tommy Lee Jones absolutely despised him. Mm-hmm. And then I think Tommy Lee Jones is kind of like, well, I'm going to be in this huge movie with Jim Carrey. I'll just be as funny as Jim Carrey. <laughs> and so he's just trying to like out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey in this movie. And he does the weirdest fucking job as Two-Face. <laughs> like where he's like going for it in every scene by a mile, like trying to rubber face and shit. And it's just kind of weird to watch huh. that. That's a weird tactic. Isn't it? Yeah. Because he's supposed to be a pretty dark character. So it kind of feels like he was a little jealous. Oh, completely jealous. You don't go up to Jim Carrey in the mid-90s and say, don't even fucking hang out with me. I don't I don't like your fucking <laughs> chicanery. If you're not jealous somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't get how that's not jealousy. Yeah. So, so then um, that movie was well-received because it made a fuck ton of money. It wasn't uh-huh. really like loved by, ba- by Batman fans per se. I think maybe those of us who were kids then have a certain place for it. Yeah, yeah. But- it's not like the best depiction of Batman, any of that kind of shit. And apparently there was a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room floor that made it more of a an intellectual Batman movie. Yeah. But they're like, why are we doing this? We're trying to sell toys and shit. We watched that movie so many times because I was obsessed with Jim Carrey and my mom was obsessed with George, George Clooney. You're Val Kilmer. Oh. It was Val Kilmer. Okay, then we watched the George Clooney one a lot too. Wow, I'm so sorry. That's yeah, so hard to hear. Because my mom was just so in love with him. <laughs> That's really hard to hear. So I did this challenge a couple years ago with a buddy where I said, I, and I do this with people, I say, let's do the Batman and Robin challenge. And they say, what's that? And I'm like, you have to play Batman and Robin. And then you have to text me when you're turning it off. When you tap out. And when you tap out. Because, dude, so, I know some people who tapped out in eight minutes. Damn. I can get through the whole fucking movie because I'm a fucking legend. Yeah. But man, is it hard. I don't know. I, I don't remember disliking it as a kid, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And wait, wasn't, um oh, that cute guy played Robin, though. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. And what happened to him? He's he's still, he's doing um um one of those shitty shows. What's it called? Um The, uh, LA, the LA one. NCIS LA or some one shit. One of those detective ones. One of those ones, man. Well, yeah, he, he I remember he was such a heartthrob because he was in Three Musketeers and then he then he was Robin and I was and everyone thought he was so cute. He was a hottie, man. Yeah. Everyone, everyone loved and him. And then he disappeared. You know who didn't love him? Who? This is fascinating. Burt Ward who played Robin in the 1960s Adam West Batman. Oh shit. Yeah. And you know what's funny about Burt Ward? Huh. Is that he does commercials now on radio 
and he can't just be Burt Ward and say, hey, I'm Burt Ward for this. He has to say, hey, I'm Burt Ward, bro. Robin from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that, if that ain't the roughest fucking time, I don't know what is. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm Burt Ward, Robin from Batman. Oh, I'm selling dog food. Okay. Literally, that that's oh, what gosh. I heard on. Yeah, it was pretty classic. So he hated Chris O'Donnell Robin because he thought he was like too much of a punk or whatever and but I'm like, bro, you fucking wore underwear and like, yeah. And all he does, Burt Ward, all he does in all these old Batman interviews and shit is talk about how his shorts were too small because he got a big dick. Like that's what a little man Burt Ward is. Yeah, yeah, he so, was definitely jealous. Was definitely jealous, dude. So I mean, Adam, look at Adam West, dude. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. When bat, when when he died, like they fucking had had the bat signal out and shit. It's. Do you remember when Adam West played himself in Family Guy? Dude, he played himself in everything. It was so fucking funny, though. It was. He played because, himself in Batman, bro. But, like, he was, like, making fun of himself. It was great. It was so good. He was the mayor in Family Guy. Yeah, and he would just, like, he was a mayor that was obsessed with himself. It <laughs> he, was great. He's Adam West. Adam. Adam West? Am I Adam West? <laughs> he was, I, I, he was, like, I, an insane mayor. He was great. So, we're going to take a little break. And yeah. when we return, we're going to talk about the crashing and burning of batman and the renewal of the dark knight oh when we come back oh that was a good pitch thank you very much did you work on that log line for a while yeah tight it paid off thank you yeah and we'll be right back on the show with the, with that they do not tell you someone's gonna start that podcast today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back. 
to the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. Thank you, Nikki. And so continuing from where we were, there's a little movie that we were just discussing called Batman and Robin. Now, yeah. when Batman and Robin came out, this was also directed by Joel Schumacher, the director of Batman Forever. Mm. Joel Schumacher basically just let the toy companies take over the film. And it was basically a big, long toy commercial, <laughs> like from beginning to end. And that's why when you're watching it, you're like, what the f- absolute fuck is going on? Yeah, that's why when you're a kid, you're like, I like this. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's overstimulation. Like very yeah, it's cartoony. It's colorful. Yeah, the color palette's off the ch- off the chain. Yeah, um, and and if you remember, Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy in that I film. I do remember. Arnold, she was hot as fuck. She was very hot. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Ice Guy. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Ice Guy. You're a real fan. Ice Man. <laughs> <laughs> not Ice Man. The original Ice Definitely Man. Definitely not that. Um, so that movie was incredibly panned at the box office. Like it didn't even make that much money. It's, it's still a Batman movie made like $120 million, uh-huh. which is pretty good, but it cost way more to market it, way more to make it. Yeah. So Warner Brothers took Batman, put it on a shelf for a while. And they're basically like, we're not going to touch this property for a sec because the, the backlash was pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. And so, and that was the George Clooney Batman. George mm-hmm. Clooney's mugging the whole time. And George Clooney, to this day, to his internal credit, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Clooney. Yeah. Because he did a tequila company, sold it for yeah, a billion yeah, dollars, yeah. and I'm like, fucking good for Hell you. Yeah. To this day, he will. If you go up to him on the street and you're like, "Dude, what the fuck? What was that Batman movie, man? I paid like twenty bucks." He will open his wallet and hand you twenty dollars. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. That's great. I think that's fucking cool. I really like that. Yeah, that made me really like George Clooney. <laughs> uh, and I was a fan of George Clooney since Three Kings. That movie's fucking tight. I didn't see that movie. But it's fun to uh, shit on George Clooney and call him the Clune, too. Sure. It's very fun. Um, because he's such a handsome man. He is. But, okay, so Batman's on a shelf. Yeah. Several iterations of a potential Batman movie and a Justice League movie started to happen. Like, they were swirling for a couple years. Mm-hmm. This guy named Darren Aronofsky. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a very famous director. Mm-hmm. He was going to do a Batman year one, they were saying. He was going to like take it over. There was also um, talks that Frank, uh, I'm sorry, George Miller, the guy who did Mad Max, was going to do a Justice League, and mm-hmm. he was going to cast Arnie Hammer, who played oh, yeah. the twins in Social, Social Network, Network, as the Batman. And they actually got Ooh. pretty close. They were doing pre-production, like they're almost, cl- they were pretty much about to get Greenland, and then they just scrapped the whole fucking thing. Whoa! So Arnie Hammer got the call. He, they're like, "You're Batman." Oh shit! Like the life-changing call, and then yeah. they're like, "Never mind." Why do they do that? Isn't that wild? It's crazy how much that happens. You just don't know because sometimes, like, some exec somewhere gets fired, and then somebody else comes in. Like, never mind this shit. I want to put my fingerprints all over it. You know what drives me crazy is that. There are so many actors that almost had their big break like that that we'll never know. That we'll never know their names, but they were this close to being like a household name. You know who was one of those names, actually, that I thought got, uh, I thought, oh man, too bad for the guy? The back to Henry Cavill. Oh, really? Henry Cavill was almost, he was this close, razor close, to being cast as James Bond before Daniel Craig got the part. He Damn. was like in the final like three, but then he became Superman. No, exactly. But you, so. but 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 for all oh, he knows, right. he's yeah. like, oh, That's I'm true. fucked. Yeah, true. I was this close to being James Bond. That's Would have been true. on Easy Street USA. Oh damn. You know what I mean? But then yeah, he 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 did luck out and got a major franchise too. Because huh, fortunately, if you look like James so Bond, different, you probably then. look like Superman. Yeah, have you that's noticed? True. Well, not the James Bond they cast. What's his name? Craig. Craig. Yeah. What's yeah. He's a blondie, and yeah, he's kind of he's older. More rugged. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look like that guy. Mm-mm. 
that's what that's what they're going for they kind of wanted to go back to the original ian fleming novel version of uh, steve's also a huge james bond fan. i am indeed so this is like opening up a whole new so you guys want to do a whole episode on that <laughs> let's stick to batman for now okay. i was really intrigued by this pitch come on okay so yeah so so uh arnie hammer is not batman yeah the George Miller version does not happen, which is crazy sad because that guy's a genius. And uh-huh. if you ever saw Mad Max, the recent yeah, one, yeah. fucking A is that movie I art. wonder why it didn't happen. You never know. The producers are- Warner Brothers is kind of crazy yeah. like with the way that, that a lot of the stuff gets rolled out by yeah. them. So um, Christopher Nolan steps in, right? Yeah. And Christopher Nolan had just come off doing, he did Memento, uh, Memento, and he did this movie with Al Pacino that I fucking love called Insomnia. Mm, with Robin yeah. Williams and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Fucking great like, movie. I will Highly do. What is it? The one where Robin Williams does a serious role. Yeah, what does he say though? Is it the I will end you one? No. I don't think so, but I love that you tried it. I did try it. Like, <laughs> Robin Williams says that in one movie. I just can't remember which movie. I hope you're right and then I'm wrong. What movie? Tell me in the comments. He goes, I will end you and he like has the guy in a in a chokehold. Could be. That sounds right to me. Was it Al Pacino in a chokehold? No. All right. Probably it was not. a kid. Oh, maybe not. Not a not kid, kid, but like a like a young. Great fucking movie. Good, a good twist. Not the most Nolan-y twist in that movie, but a really good. I thought it was really interesting the way that that movie is. So yeah. Nolan coming off of those two things, they're like, hey, you want to take a shot at Batman? He pitches Batman Begins, an earlier version where we see how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, which is what Michael Keaton pitched before Batman Forever. He's like, why don't we go back to the roots of this character and kind of. Um, figure out, you know, what made him Batman in the first place. And Warner Brothers was like, hey, go fuck yourself. We're trying to make a toy commercial over here, pal. Because <laughs> of the backlash from the yeah. McDonald's incident, they wanted to make Batman Forever brighter and lighter and all this shit. And so Tim Burton's listed as a producer, but he didn't do fuck all over that movie. That makes sense. He didn't direct it. Yeah. He didn't do anything for it. He's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. So they kept some of the, th- the touches that he had of his Gotham, but they put neon all over it. Yeah. So then, um, so now Nolan comes in. He does Batman Begins. Batman doesn't even show up on screen for 45 minutes Whoa. when you watch that movie, oh, which shit. is bold. It's pretty bold. Yeah. Because you're like, you know. I, I paid to see the Batman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody at that point had done anything like that before. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're supposed to front load those characters and get that shit moving. I mean, I will say Batman 1989, uh, it starts with Batman mm-hmm. where he's on the roof and he's like, what are you? And then he's like, I'm Batman before he fucking jumps off the the roof. But after that, you don't see Batman for like a half hour. Oh. But still, you got to see him quick. Yeah. So Batman Begins happens. They got that Katie Holmes in there. They got that Christian Bale in there. Christian Bale was like probably the best performance of Batman to date. Like he was very good, obviously. But he had his silly Batman voice, which mm. is very funny. <laughs> I don't think anyone got into that really. That's like what I remember about him. Which I mean, yeah. like you know, what? you good for you, the actor's choice. You went, you but went. Batman when he yells shouldn't have like this. He has kind of this under lisp because he has an accent, Bale. Oh right, right. So he's trying to do an American accent and yell. Which by the way, doing an accent and yelling is two very hard things to do. Uh huh. So he's like doing that shit, and I'm like, he has this like under lisp. If you listen to it, sometimes oh. it's pretty interesting. I didn't catch that. But um, yeah, that's just not that scary. It just sounds like a guy who's trying to sound scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. So exactly. uh. But that one, that one did well. It didn't do crazy well. And actually, um, after that, this movie called Superman Returns came out, mm-hmm. like within a year, I think. And that movie got uh, critically panned, and that movie didn't really make that much money. 
but Batman Begins was a critical darling and it didn't make that much money either but it made enough where the Warner Brothers is like we'll give you a sequel because people liked it yeah they responded really well to it so then if you remember at the end of Batman Begins they had the Joker card so everyone's like oh shit who's gonna be the fucking Joker and then everyone hears it's gonna be fucking Heath Ledger and I remember everyone just being like what the fuck Right, because we only knew him from like ten things I hate about you, and right. like uh, Brokeback Mountain. Boy. Yeah, yeah, pretty boy. What are you gonna do? You're gonna have Joker kissing, kiss facing Batman and shit. Right. So obviously he comes in, just destroys that part. I mean, he just yeah. he won an Oscar uh-huh. posthumously, but he probably would have won anyway because he was just so damn good. Yeah, it was like a cultural thing. Like he created this character that people are doing impressions of and shit. Yeah. So, uh, and what was great about that movie? I remember watching that movie. I was sitting with Horton, actually. We were watching it together. And I remember several times during that movie turning to him being like, holy shit. Because we just couldn't believe that this movie was this sick. Because, like, um, Batman is... is the, the the way the movie opens is kind of like a heat, heat opening. Like yeah. If you've seen the movie Heat with Al Pacino and Rob De Niro, it's like a direct homage to the way that the heat, heat opens. With Another thing that Steve's obsessed with. Fucking love Heat. Could talk about it all day. Yeah. So, um, I love how passionate you are about movies. I don't think there's ever been a movie where I turn to the person next to me like, "Holy shit, this movie's so good." It might have been just me to him the whole time. Sure, frankly, I think you know fan. when you're a fan of um, of like you, you've been a longtime fan since you were a kid of these comic books, and then seeing it come to life in such a good way, I I definitely I can get that. It can, mixed several things for me because there's yeah. this book called The Long Halloween that I'm a huge fan of. It's yeah. a Batman book. And it's a graphic novel. It's like a bigger, bigger boy than most of the Batman books, but it's really good. So Nolan took elements from like all of these great comics that I love. And even mm. this one that's really old that I read when I was a kid. I used to have this um, Batman book of old Batman comics so that you could reread them. And you don't need to buy the expensive comic. Yeah. And there's this really good storyline that always was, was my favorite where Joker is targeting all the richest socialites in Gotham. And he basically sends them this thing that says you're going to die within 24 hours. Yikes. And then they basically batten down the hatches around this person. And somehow Joker gets to them every time. Like even when they surround, they, they fill the room with cops, they do all yeah. this shit, lock it down, like all this shit. Joker still gets to him. Dang. It's really sick. So they kind of did that story, which is like, you have to really know your Batman. Yeah. They kind of did a little bit of that with this, where Joker's threatening people, and then they're kind of trying to protect them, and then he still kills the mayor and all that kind of shit. It's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. So uh, I remember leaving The Dark Knight and being like, that's the best fucking movie I've seen in 10 years, and that's the best fucking Batman movie ever made. And I think it still is yeah. to this day. Because I think that... The way that they depicted the inevitability, like I was talking about earlier, of the Joker-Batman relationship and how they're always going to be at war with each other. Is that the one where they say uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain? Yeah. Mm. That's that's what Harvey Dent says. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good quote. Good, Very quotable it's movie. Gr- it's great. I also like the quote in Batman. There was one that's like, this is the hero the city deserves or something like that. What Same that? movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's the Good line. He's not the hero we need, he's the or he's the hero we need, not the one we deserve. See, that's shit. the one that I'm like chip on the shoulder. Where I'm like Oh yeah. I'm like, dang, he's like doing it because he has a purpose. Like it's like he's pulled this is like his soul's mission. And that's what's so cool about yeah. Batman. That's one of my favorite things about him is that he is obsessed with 
there's a duality, right? So his parents were murdered. Everyone's seen that five million times, guys. Can we stop doing that on film yet? Yeah, we're Holy done. fuck, guys. How many pearls uh-huh. have had to hit the ground yeah. on a movie set? With a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're yes. like, hey, hose the ground down again. We're doing pearls again. <laughs> Holy shit, Slow guys. motion pearls. We're yeah. sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so he's basically the, one of the coolest versions of that is that he is – he never got to catch his, the killer. Like the 89 Batman says that Joker killed his parents, but I hate that version. I get why Burton did it because he wanted to have some kind of deeper shit going on, but I hate that version. I love the version uh, where he never got to catch the killer of his parents. And so every night that he goes out, it's like he, he could be catching him that night. Mm. And so the obsession is spurned from that. And oh. not from having a guy named Joe Chill who they actually know who killed him and all this shit. Huh. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I thought that it was always Joker killed the parents. No, that was that was the Burton version. There's a comic version which they did in Batman Begins where Joe Chill kills Batman's hmm. parents. But I think that sucks. I, I get I thought it was really cool done on film and all that stuff. I just think that, that takes away from what I love so much about mm-hmm. the character. But that's that's just my own stupid. No, version. I like the I like what you love about the character too. Yeah. Like how it's like he doesn't know who which who killed his parents, so like each bad guy he catches could have been the one. It's so cool. Yeah, I like. I that. love that. So, um, and they did a lot of that in the animated series, but they ended up doing some of that Joe Chill stuff there too. But I don't know. I I, I love that shit. And then um, they do the Dark Knight Rises, which I thought was not the best Batman movie, but it was still better than most of them. But that was the one with Bane. You could barely fucking understand him. Oh right. Tom Hardy. It kind of dragged in some places for me, and they t- kind of did this this storyline from the comic books called No Man's Land, where the city there's a huge cataclysmic earthquake, and the city like, Gotham's all fucked up and stuff, and then all these like factions of criminals come and they lead the city, they like they like run the city now, and they kind of did that with this where Bane like starts an insurrection and Gotham's like torn apart and cordoned off because there's a bomb in the city. And if anybody goes past this certain line, they'll blow the bomb. So they kind of did that here, which is kind of okay. But I just didn't think it was, uh, I wanted to see what was going to happen next with the Joker. Uh-huh. Cause they set that up so well. And the end of that dark night, they're like, we're going to be doing this forever. And then because Ledger dies, no one doesn't want to recast Joker. Right. Which sucks, man, because, yeah. man, was that interesting. I know. Uh, that's but too bad. it is what it is, man. I, I, I can't imagine what that's like to work with an actor like that, and apparently they were really close and shit. What I liked from that movie, though, there was this one scene where he – well, it's like several scenes, but he's in he's trapped in that place where he has to jump a really far distance to yeah. get out. Yeah. The he, like, breaks faith. his back and stuff. And – Shows how much I remember it, but I, I believe it was something like um, he wasn't making it because he was too scared to die. Yeah. And then, like, once he, like, released that fear. Exactly. He, like, was able to make it. Yeah, that was tight. I'm like, yeah, you can't be scared. You can't live like you're scared to die. It was tight. Yeah. But I got to say, my biggest, biggest, biggest gripe with that movie is the third act, The War in the Streets. It just looks like a bunch of extras tra- fighting each other. I don't remember. They shot that in Chicago in the summer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing like heavy clothing because it's supposed to be Cold. winter. Yeah. And they're blowing fake snow out there. And I just think they should have waited for fucking winter, winter because it just looks like a bunch of people wearing heavy coats in the summer and like 
Batman and Bane are barely fighting each other because you can tell it's probably just like a pain in the ass to shoot this <laughs> shit. And they probably only had a couple takes of it because they had so many fucking extras on screen. Yeah. But the punches don't really land well. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're actually fighting each other. It seems more like a choreographed dance. I see. Which I just thought was a little whack. Yeah. Because the way they set that up was like, man, Bane breaks Batman's back. Fucking love that. That's from this book called Nightfall. This, mm-hmm. this Batman book called Nightfall where Bane breaks Batman's back. And... Finally, they depicted Bane because in Batman and Robin, if you remember with George Clooney, they had Bane, but he's like, Bane! <laughs> I don't he know. can't even talk and he's like the dumbest fuck ever, which is not Bane from the comics. Bane from the comics is like a genius. Like oh. he methodically breaks Batman's back, but he breaks Batman's spirit too by mm. just exhausting the fuck out of him and having all of the rogues gallery, like all of Batman's enemies attack him on the same night. And just from many different angles and like attacking the Bat family and all this cool shit. Um, so by the end of it, Batman's just fucking exhausted and that's how Bane breaks his back. Like, I just wish I, you know, having known that backstory and having seen that movie, I just expected so much more. I see. It, it, whereas with The Dark Knight, I wasn't going in with those kinds of standards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that I kind of juiced it up a little too hard. I see. Probably, but still, I don't know. I just wasn't the most satisfied by that movie. I thought the ending was tight. Yeah. Where he like they kill the legend or whatever, but then Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I guess, is going to take over. Like I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a good out. He's going to take over what? Take over the, the Batman oh. part. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I thought it was supposed to be uh, Robert Pattinson. Well, no, no, no. That that was the end of of the Nolan. Oh, oh, and then, gotcha. and then obviously Affleck got cast after that. They weren't going to make one with oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but the idea I is see. that in that universe, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's still out there as Batman right now. I see. Yeah. But um, so then, yeah, they cast Ben Affleck, and I think that he dunks it. I think he does a really good job as Batman. Mm-hmm. I think that they, he didn't get great writing. He didn't get great directing. I know everyone loves. Can't wait for the Nolan verse and all this sh- or the uh, the Snyder verse. Fucking. Release the Snyder Cut, all this shit. But man, who doesn't remember Batman v Superman being a dog shit movie? Yeah. And uh, and I saw that fucking Zack Snyder movie about the chicks on the train. Did you ever see that movie no. called Sucker Punch? Oh, the one with it was with oh. Harley Quinn. No, but she could have been a dead ringer. Oh, that okay. movie was one of the worst fucking movies I ever watched in my whole life. Okay. So I don't want to see the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a fan, so I'll probably watch it. What but, do you think about? Wasn't isn't Jared Leto? Uh, he's the, he was the Joker. The Joker, yeah. Yeah, but nobody really the, liked him as Joker. Right, but he was like kind of sad about it because he didn't get like a chance. So apparently, they shot a fuck ton of footage for Suicide Squad. Yeah, with Leto as Joker, but then they ended up cutting all of it for some reason. <laughs> but honestly, it's, sad, but it's just, really I, sad. Well, and there was a huge buildup to that too because yeah. pretentious actors, like. Setting setting um, these things up wise, Leto was sending people like dead animals and shit. Oh, castmates. Or he he sent not dead animal. He sent them a, a a rat or something. He gave Margot Robbie a rat and like he he just kept on doing weird shit like fucking nailing shoes to walls and shit. And people were just like, I guess he's preparing for the role. But then he's in the movie for ten minutes. Right. So they built it up with that and like Leto's like gone super method and like the guy is living as the Joker right now and <laughs> you know whatever. That's even funny. Writing letters to mayors like I'm gonna kill you <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then. He's in the movie for eight minutes and everyone hates it. <laughs> so that's just just hysterical. Oh, it's like one of those just uh, those stories of just someone that wants it too bad. Yeah, you want it too bad. Well, and I happen to know, 
I'm not going to say who, but I know someone who really helped Jared Leto win that Oscar. Uh-huh. And uh, he was actually like one of the one of the people who was helped coaching him on set. Uh-huh. And Jared Leto did not thank him when he won the Oscar. Oh, shit. And so I think that this person probably feels very satisfied by everyone shitting all over his performance <laughs> as Joker. Because I think after that, Leto's like, I fucking got this. I'm a fucking sick actor. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously everyone's like, please never do this again. <laughs> Wait, how do you... How do you win the Oscar? Just because this person helped him? Well, no, no, no. They, but they, they were part of it. Like, obviously, Jared Leto won the Oscar oh, okay. and, like, acted. For the eight minutes he was in Batman? No, 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 no. He won an Oscar for um, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, where okay. he played yeah, the... Yeah, he, yeah he was, mm-hmm. he's the... He had, like, a, a... I think he had AIDS or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so he was really good in that movie. Mm-hmm. But but I just happened to know somebody who helped him with that. I see, and I, I know see. that he didn't thank this person. I see. And I just think, and I, this person didn't even tell me that they were glad. Uh-huh. I just, you just like I'm to just know. Like, I, yeah. I hope that they're that petty. I, do you think Joaquin Phoenix would ever play Joker in a Batman movie? I think that would be the sickest fucking That would be shit. so sick because I think everybody pretty much agrees that, since Heath Ledger, that's been the best oh, yeah, Joker not even close. iteration. God, I love that movie too. It a good it's movie. a great movie. It's a good movie. He just did it so well. Yeah, he he really elevated the material. Not that it wasn't good material, but he was. I mean, when you put that guy in anything, you yeah. put him in a fucking car commercial, and I'm probably like, interested. I just like related hard to him. Yeah, he was he was great. Yeah, and that scene too, where uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I'll just get to the heart of why I like this scene. There's a scene earlier in the movie where they basically say that um, he, he got tied to a radiator and, and whipped as a kid and a radiator is obviously like very hot. Yeah. And then there's a scene where he takes everything out of his fridge and he, he just goes inside the fridge like where it's obviously very cold. Oh. Which I thought was like, damn, that's I didn't even good. catch that. Isn't that great? Yeah. Because like, like his safe place is the yeah. opposite. I right. just fucking love that movie. That's great. Yeah. I, I, that makes it even better. Yeah. So, and I, that's what I like about I, when somebody's writing something really well yeah. and like doing something very well, it, you just show it, you don't tell it. Like that's the saying. But I just think that that did that so well. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, that was a really great Joker and I would love to see him against a Batman, but it's so hard to imagine a Batman of equal interest for what they did there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even know who the fuck they cast. It has to be the same guy almost. Right. Like, like I almost think the only person who could have done the most interesting Batman is like maybe a Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. You know? I think he could maybe do something like that because he's a fucking amazing. Which is actor. interesting because Maggie Gyllenhaal was cast to replace Katie Holmes. And you know what? This is so fucked up, but... I didn't care when she died in that movie. Me neither. I wasn't attached to her. I just didn't. Yeah. The, the, the strings that I had from the first movie, because by the end of the first movie, I really like was attached to that relationship. Mm. It just didn't carry through because of the recast. Mm-hmm. It sucks how that works sometimes. But So true. Them's the breaks. So, yeah, I think that, oh, man, I would love to see that. As a fan, I would love to see that. Yeah. who is that who you would ultimately cast as a Batman? Like, if you could have your pick of any actor out there right now. If you're doing that movie, then yes. Yeah. But here's my ultimate pitch for Batman. Okay. Okay. They do, and I, apparently, I've talked about this for years, by the way. It's not exactly the most original idea, but I want to bring Keaton back as Batman and have him do the the Dark Knight Returns. What did you think of Birdman? I thought Birdman was fucking dope. Yeah. Fucking dope. I saw it with you. Yeah. 
incredible movie. I just, I was like, I know they didn't actually do a one take for the whole movie, but the way they made it seem like a one take the whole movie was oh, so cool. It was great. That whole thing was great. But yeah, I think, so apparently they're doing this movie called Flashpoint um, with the Flash from the Justice League movie that we just saw and also Batman v Superman. I like the guy that plays that. He's really he's really likable. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, Especially Fuck, what is his name? Yeah. Well, he was Ezra in- Ezra Miller. Ezra yeah, Miller. Ezra Miller. And he, he uh, I thought he did well as the Flash. And I think that they're doing Flashpoint, which is this storyline where um, Barry Allen's parent, uh, mom, I think, gets killed. Mm-hmm. And he tries to use his speed to go back in time to stop it, and he keeps on fucking shit up. Oh, which is pretty cool. I love time, time movies like that. Yeah, and there's this version. Um, there's many versions of the DC universe. Like there are multiple Earths, mm-hmm. and so there's Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Three. And so the the cool thing about this movie is apparently they're bringing back Keaton as Batman for one of the versions that Barry Allen visits. Oh, so he's gonna go to multiple. That's Earths, cool. And Affleck's gonna be Batman in one of them. He's coming back. And then Keaton's going to be Batman in one of them. And th- apparently they have some kind of significance to the story. It's very early. So. That's cool. It's going to be cool. When is Robert Pattinson Batman? So that one's coming out next year. Mm. And that one's unrelated. To, okay. It's its own universe, apparently. Weird. Yeah. It's weird how they can do that. But I like that they respect the audience now enough to go, we can do that. Because in the right. 90s, they never would have even fucking thought of it. Right. Like even, even Warner Brothers TV, which was CW... They would never eat. They would never let Batman be on like the Superman TV series they did, the Smallville show. Yeah. They would never let Batman be on that. Like they, they were like, well, no, we have the movie going on now. We don't want to fuck with this shit. And mm. man, they get pretty uptight about that stuff. But if you if you respect your audience, you're like, I think they can walk and chew gum, and they they won't get confused about this shit. It's not that hard. But a lot of people, you know, if you if you go on Google though, sometimes it's like. You look up Robert Pattinson, Batman. People are still confused. I'm very so confused. I get it. So I get it. But the fans are the real fans. Real fans, yeah. Like if you're yeah. a comic book person, for sure. Do you kind of wish that you were talking to another comic book person? No, to I, actually, out with them? I actually think that this is helpful because if I was, I don't know if the audience would be as included. Yeah. Because you'd be talking inside baseball and too And I don't want to just talk at you guys. I want to talk to you guys. And so I think you're a helpful insight into how they might be listening to this. I was trying to get a compliment, you know. Well, you're very helpful and very good. (laughs) Very beautiful as well. Aw. No, but, oh, man, I could go for another hour on this topic. I know you could. I absolutely could. What's one thing, what's like a one thing you want to, that you want to say that you're passionate about? Um, That. Since you don't have an hour. Well, I think that Batman survived this long. Yeah. The reason why he's still as wildly popular as he is is because is the Spider-Man reason, right? Like, why is everyone love Spider-Mans? Because everyone feels like they relate to him in some way. Mm. And I just think that everybody, even if you're, you don't have the most fucked up story or, you know, your parents weren't murdered in front of you as a kid. Yeah. I just think that everyone kind of has a chip on their shoulder about something and they want to channel that into something productive in a way that can help people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people love about Batman. That's what I love about him. Yeah. So, and it's about, you know, your, your own demons. And if you can... Like if you have the strength to control your demons and to use them to enact good in the world, then I think that that's what makes people go, that's fucking cool. Because we all have our issues, mm-hmm. but if you don't know where to channel your shit, yeah, that can suck. I can help them. I can. Apparently, you're very into that. I uh, yeah, 
I could uh, I could heal podcast at Nikki Dalimo for, <laughs> for, for that apparently. <laughs> I'm not looking anymore. I'm married, guys. But exactly. Back in my heydays, you know, I could fix all of you. <laughs> Just kidding. So that's it today, folks. If you have any Batman questions, you can send them to podcast at Nikki.limo. We love to answer all your cues. Uh, he, and, yeah. And they don't just have to be about relationships, though we love that too. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't. I couldn't really answer your Batman cues, but there is an expert on set. So. Can I ask you a question? Yes. In in uh, final analysis. Yes. What is your favorite Batmobile? Oh, I never really looked at the batmobile everyone has a favorite batmobile not really though because like i don't because a car is a car to me so what like the fuck it's a batmobile though when I, you see yeah. a batmobile you're driving down the street you see fucking yeah, jeff yeah. dunn's batmobile you're like what the fuck which okay okay describe the ones to me okay there's 1989 batmobile yeah what does that one look like that one's the like black the one, one with the it's like a almost looks like a corvette body kind yeah of. yeah i like that yeah with the wings on the back okay i like that okay then there's the adam west batman one which has the two bubbles and it has this police siren in the middle yeah of not it. that one okay it's pretty classic though yeah then you got the batman forever one the kind of lit up blue neon it had like neon gills on the side for some mm. reason it was like a fucking fish <laughs> okay uh but it was pretty sick looking okay and it had yeah. bat wheels on it that lit up too and then there's the that's uh, cool, but it's, it's not it's not legal to do that. Thank you. <laughs> I agree completely. It's not street safe. Yeah. So then there's the nineteen. Uh, there's the Clooney mobile, which was uh, convertible. Oh. It had no protection for Batman whatsoever. But it, it looks. But sick. it looks sick, and it was perfect for toys. You don't need to worry about a hatch. Yeah, you just yeah. Drop the toy right in the fucking chair. Right. Then you got Batman v Superman, Batmobile. Which looks, or no, you have the, the Tumblr. Nolan you one. You have the Nolan one, the Tumblr. Yeah, the Tumblr one was cool, but it was confusing to me. So it's just a tank. Well, because I was like, how does he control it, really? Not well. Apparently they they had some issues with that on set. Yeah, so I think I like the Corvette looking one. Well, what about the Batman v Superman one? I'm Which kidding. Which one? I'm kidding. It had like a gun in the middle of it. It wasn't that iconic. No. I, yeah. I just don't want to like threaten people. I love the... T- the utility of the tank version because apparently they actually built that car that could actually do those jumps and like perform those all yeah. those stunts which is super cool that's really cool but i love the 1989 one i think i just like um so batman as a character i like what i like about him is that he slips into the night you know he's like kind of mysterious yeah. and like he like is discreet so like the batmobile i just want to be equally as like where to go you know like discreet like yeah. not Make it a big scene everywhere. I don't want flashy lights. I don't want you big want old that tank. flashy lights. Get that tank out of here. Yeah, get that tank. I just want like you know like a when you see a like black metal credit card and it's got like no design on it Sick. and you're like holy shit what's in like how much what's the limit on this card yeah. like it just is, is like none. mysterious right and so discreet. Yeah. So I like that about the Batman and I want his car to match that. So I like the one that's just like right into the Batcave like just like you don't even. You don't even know where it went. Just slid right in there. I have to say, I love the way that you just put that. It was very cute. <laughs> but literally what you described happened in Batman Begins with the tank where he turns the lights off and then the police chopper's like, where the fuck did he go? But but the tank is so- It's uh, very big. It didn't happen for long, by the way. I, I need it to be sleek and chic. I get it. You need to be sleek and chic. And it has, clunky. You need, you need some sexy lines on that I don't thing. like the clunkiness. Yeah. I, also, I just don't like noise. <laughs> you won't like Batmobiles then, you fucking weirdo. What the ones? There's the sleek one that's like they always quiet. got a rocket jet on it or some shit, a rocket engine. What's the one that's like longer? 
The animated series one? Maybe, yeah. The animated series one was a long boy. Yeah, for maybe sure. that's what I was thinking of. He was a rectangle boy. Yeah. It's so, okay. So, there you go. I just want, you know, like. He, he rumbled, though. Uh, I need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go, folks. Hopefully, we get a quiet Batmobile. We're Bruce starting Wade the petition. Bruce Wayne is good at tech. He can figure out how to make a quiet Batmobile. Even the new one with the Pattinson, the Battenson one. Mm-hmm. The, in the trailer. Batinson. Yeah, Battenson. The, in the trailer, that fucking thing like, has the turbo See, charge. I think that's just, that's just to appeal to the guy audience that likes cars. It it's not efficient if you're trying to be quiet you know like if you're a batman and you're trying to like sh- hide in the shadows you don't want this big like horsepower ass fucking obnoxious ass race rocket you know i can't believe you found a way to complain about the batmobile well you asked you can really complain you about asked anything. me a question you are truly my wife because i can complain about fucking anything too i just I never even thought to complain about the batmobile that never even occurred it's to too me. loud when guys think that their car is going to impress a chick and it's like loud as fuck well that sucks yeah but if it's the Batmobile, it's got to be You're just impressing excuse. other guys. It's the it's the exact thing that guys say like, oh, you're putting makeup on for other girls or you're just dressing up for other girls. That's what you're doing to your car. Makeup, you. no. Unless you're doing that weird shit with the foot or whatever, like some kind of weird shape on your excuse eyes or me? something. Yeah. Sometimes makeup is mostly for dudes, but then sometimes I'm like, this is for chicks for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Thank By you the way, for watching. ever so quickly, I'm very excited about the Battenson one too. Okay. Yeah. And I that thought comes the out next was sick. Year? He punched that dude 17 times in the fucking face, oh and gosh. I wanted him to punch him even more. Why? More time. Why? What'd that guy do? It's all about intimidation. What would that That's guy what do? Batman's what do you do? He's a criminal. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what he did. He's not there to fucking read his Miranda rights and shit. He's there to beat his I ass. I mean, just innocent until proven guilty. Like I want to know what he did. Not in the Batman verse. Like, do you have any? Do we have any evidence? He, hey, I'll tell you what he did. Witnesses. He had fucking clown makeup on. So Batman's like, he's probably bad guy. That's terrible. Hey, that's the Batman for you. And that's why I love the character. It's hot though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Thanks for thanks for listening to a whole episode of Batman today. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you all. Thank you to our Patreons. We love all of you. Yep. And uh yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.